Welcome to this HSBC special podcast, which is taking a closer look on supply chains and the importance of structured trade. And it's a pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Chaka Siraki, Regional Head of Business Development, Global Trade and Receivables Finance for Minat HSBC, and alongside Saeed Imtiaz Hussein, Regional Head of Product and Propositions, Global Trade and Receivables Finance, Minat HSBC. So, um, Chaka, let's start with you. So, how has the COVID crisis impacted the global supply chain around the world, and of course, here in the region? Thanks a lot, Phil. Thanks a lot for having us. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, just uh, probably to kickstart, I think the COVID crisis has uh, significantly impacted businesses globally. And uh, of course, Minat was not immune to it. Uh, supply chains are coming under further pressure uh, amid of the geopolitical tensions we're seeing at the moment. Supply chain managements are going through significant headwinds from several dimensions. Of course, inflation is a key concern as it continues to see the, the, the prices going up, uh, which has an impact on the cash conversion cycle as the funding requirements of our clients are raising to maintain the same sort of volume of goods. So, Chaka, most of the challenges around COVID restrictions are not really fully behind us, are they? Renewed lockdowns in mainland China are impacting as well some factory and port operation. So if we look at the share of uh, global goods trade shipped on container ships, uh, it went up by 12% in the month of March. On the other side, we continue to see as well shortages in the supply chain management, especially for key production components such as microchips, which has largely impacted uh, industries such as the automotive sectors. So the headwinds are indeed significant all across uh, the supply chain of our clients. So how are clients reacting? What are they looking for? Businesses in Minat remain fairly agile as they continue to adapt uh, to the rapid changing that we, changes that we're seeing at the, at the moment. Uh, businesses are expanding their supplier space uh, to reduce dependence, risk and create alternatives to the usual supply routes. Uh, we have observed as well a processes of nearshoring in creating new supplier um, routes uh, in uh, areas such as you know, India or intra-Mainat uh, trade. Uh, that has resulted in uh, the growth of um, these specific corridors in the, in the recent couple of months. So it seems to me companies are really needing to adapt very quickly to this volatility. Uh, businesses as well are looking to build back better. They are including an ESG angle in their strategy uh, to respond to the growing demand uh, of conscious consumers. Uh, lastly, businesses are looking at as well to align the financial flows to the physical movement of goods uh, to become more efficient in terms of the way they're managing the cash conversion cycles. Solutions such as supply chain finance have clearly been used to drive exactly that. Thank you, Jack. Now moving across to MTAs, we're looking at, you know, as the need for structured trade solutions is evolving, how have your solutions and products also evolved? Thanks, Phil. I think it's a good segment into that point. I think what we've seen is that HSBC, we have is a cutting-edge supply chain solutions, which which has a fully enabled digital journey for the clients. And, and we've kind of retrofitted that with the program management concept, which provides an end-to-end digital journey for both the buyers and the suppliers. I think the supplier onboarding, if you look at any supply chain management program, is one of the single most critical factor in making sure that you know we have the uptick in everything. So what we do is a unique proposition about having dedicated supplier engagement managers helps enable the supplier to have a very pleasing onboarding experience. And the journey is very nice as well. And that helps in upticking of the program for both the buyers and for the bank as well, which is what the whole idea is all about, you know. 
MTS, I'm just wondering, is the trend of increased use of supply chain solutions here to stay? If you if you look at it from a holistic perspective, the supply chain will continue to be an important lever for businesses. And you know, and never before have we seen the importance of marrying the financial supply chain with the physical supply chain, especially as you see the businesses uh, looking towards future-proofing their value chain and logistics against any upcoming upheavals. Climate change, COVID, socio-economic disruptions have all kind of led the corporate to steer this strategy uh, in ensuring that the supply chain is robust and resilient and of course fit for future as well. Does bank like HSBC and industry have a key role to play here? Of course. How we can enhance that experience is by working with fintechs as well. You know, and, and especially enhancing the blockchain technology plus bringing the transparency and the traceability in the fragmented supply chain and data and information availability as well. MTR is very insightful indeed. And let's add on to that. Perhaps you can tell us how this has actually worked in a real business situation. Well, a great example of how we have worked on this on in this field is, is a co-creation that we did along with a big international finance service company. And we kind of, you know, it, it was completely unheard of. They were trying to do something that was completely out of, not heard before. And we executed a first of its kind pre-invoice approval supply chain program for their suppliers using a proprietary algorithmic method, correct? The algorithm actually was used to quantify the supplier performance risk. The solution mitigated the dilution risk and with a further backstop from a technology-driven insurance wrap to cover the risk, it was co-creation in its purest form and something that I'm very proud to have been part of. That's a good example, MTS, of working closely with your clients, but I'm wondering, are solutions such as this available to all clients? The scalability, of course, it's our future to drive out of from it, but I'm pretty confident that, you know, given the way the market is moving and people are looking at ensuring the supply chain resilience, it will be something to watch out for. Thank you, MTS. Moving now across to Chaka. Um, if we look at the regional aspect, I mean, what are some of the regional trends or specific trends you're seeing around supply chain resilience? Well, Minat is at the crossroad of international trade uh, as it acts as a strategic connection between east to west. Uh, the region has developed a solid infrastructure to become one of the world leaders in the logistics space, combining air, sea, and rail infrastructures. Uh, businesses across Minat are very agile. Uh, they rapidly adapt to an ever-changing working environment. Across the region, we've noticed that entrepreneurs are very optimistic and keen to turn challenges into new opportunities. Actually, in our last Navigator survey, 83% of businesses surveyed across the region claim to be optimistic about the next 12 months. This is compared to 66% globally. 42% of businesses expected supply chain to face big disruption though. So whilst we are optimistic, we're still very realistic as well on the flip side. In responses to uh, the challenges, businesses in the regions have been increasing their number of international suppliers and looked at prioritizing expansion to a new market. Despite the headwinds, internationalization is to remain the engine of growth over the next 12 months. In the meantime, businesses continue to invest in areas to make themselves more efficient as they are looking to optimize the cash conversion cycle, support the suppliers and digitalize their activities as well. Structured trade solutions aim to help in this regard. We have observed an increased interest in structured trade solutions from governments to multinationals as well as small and medium-sized enterprises. 
as the solution makes the cash conversion cycle faster and more effective and even more predictable for our clients. For example, if we take the uh, solution at the government level, GREs are looking at using supply chain finance solution as a tool to reduce bureaucracy, drive efficiency and support SMEs in allowing the cash to trickle down in the economy much faster than it used to. If we look at a multinational level, the use of supply chain finance enables businesses to extend support to their suppliers, allowing faster payments and more cost-effective funding. As part of the financing solution, clearly the um, sustainability angle is coming up very strongly, as Minat is keen to play a key role to a greener future. Jacka, to expand on the sustainability angle, which is now a key strategy for the government in the region, is HSBC now also providing structured trade ESG solutions? HSBC is providing structured trade solutions that allow our clients to take their ESG strategy down into the supply chain. This solution has led many companies to incorporate eligibility requirements based on sustainability standards into contractual relationships with suppliers. By factoring ESG into the supply chain, businesses can reduce operational risks, maintain profitability and meet the growing demand for sustainable produce goods. To conclude, entrepreneurs continue to position themselves to be ready for tomorrow by using creative and impactful solutions as the ones offered as part of structured trade finance. Thank you, Chaka. Now, as we come to the end of this special podcast on supply chain and the importance of structured trade, a few final insights from MTS. So share with us what companies are looking at to future-proof their supply chain. I think I'll take it from, from, from two perspectives and two different lens. If I look at the corporates, each corporates are at a different stages of their sustainability journey, you know, and, and including financial industry, including HSBC and we as a bank should be prepared as if we want to help them find themselves in the journey, whether they are beginning or in the middle or well advanced in that, in that process. This is where banks come in and the financial industry can really help the corporate uh, drive that. I think the question and the perception is, or rather the perception is that introducing a more sustainable strategy costs more. What we are finding is the converse of it, actually. The exam question is not what it costs to put a sustainable strategy in place. The exam question is what it would cost to not have one in place, you know. And nothing drives better than the consumer and the consumption habit as well, correct? So what we've also seen is there's a large number of reports out there we say that the consumer behavior themselves are changing, correct? Uh, as an individual, a lot of people are looking at how they can contribute to the ESG agenda as well. And that drives them to change their spending habits, which is kind of also forcing the companies to look at how they're manufacturing their product, look deep into their supply chain. If you take retail industry, for example, especially on the garment side, we have seen a lot of this transparency coming through where they want to really go down and see if any socio-economic agenda is being is being met or not, correct? And those are some of kind of, kind of patterns and, and the trends that we are seeing in. And that's it for this edition. I'd like to thank both Chaka and Imtiaz for their valuable insights. And if you'd like to discuss how HSBC can support and improve your supply chain strategies, please speak to your relationship manager if you're already a customer or get in touch with HSBC's website at www.business.hsbc.ae. I'll repeat that for you. It's www.business.hsbc.ae. Hey, hey.